0: Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 84, released on December 21st, 2011. My name is Steve Eunice and joining me is my good mate, Scotty V. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, Steve. Hey, everybody. How's it going?
0: Uh, we're into the silly season. Uh, December, Christmas is, yeah, is is nigh, and uh, huh? the new year is almost upon us, um, we, uh, we both had a bit of a, a, a silly, uh, um, well, what would you call it, episode in our uh, most recent speeding Bulletin, you with your little musical finale thing and me with my, a bit of an advertisement uh, voice going on with one segment. So uh, That was
1: quite interesting, you know. People get nuts, people get crazy uh, when the uh, festivities begin and sometimes you just can't help yourself as people who watched saw with me.
0: Yeah, we just got to go with it. You just got to you can't fight it.
1: No, I mean, I got to I got to say too that with your advertisement, I mean, uh it works and it's man of steel <laughs> stuff and um I got to believe that people watching the speeding bulletin would be interested in possible holiday ideas and and hearing about what kind of products are available. So, it really uh can't be that negative a thing.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how many people would be buying ceiling fans, superman ceiling fans, but uh yeah, they were one of the I would love to
1: have that it's pretty <laughs> I, I think it's that's I think that's awesome
0: yeah we've got ceiling fans in our in our bedroom but I don't think my wife would uh, allow me to change them for the Superman ones you don't think no.
1: oh, uh, I don't think uh, I don't have a ceiling fan in my bedroom I have one in the kitchen and in the living room but uh, uh, my wife uh, she wouldn't mind if I uh, <laughs> wanted and put in a, a nice Superman ceiling fan in along that line what what's the deal with the the male body perfume that we've got on <laughs> site with like a naked guy <laughs> sitting in superman's clothing what is going on with that
2: oh uh, who
0: knows these some of these products that come out and uh the advertisements and the way they package them it's it's bizarre which was why i was featuring some of these oddities as i called them that are available in the superman homepage online store because there were some items that just popped out at me as being so bizarre and so crazy (laughs) it's it's way
1: weird it's like it's it doesn't even reference superman or why his suit is there or but i mean clearly it's supposed to be a reference to at least a superhero and it's blue and red so it certainly looks like superman but i i I don't get it i don't even know what the (laughs) connection is or why it's you know, like it's not called steel or or no, it's uh, a love it's, potion it's a, of some kind. Yeah, I don't know. There's no reference at all. So, I, I, that was probably the most bizarre that I saw.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, some of the oddities there that we highlighted from the online store were uh, quite bizarre.
1: And uh, I have a funny-looking giant-eared piñata hanging in the other <laughs> room. It's a Superman uh, thing, and I still think that one, the love potion is the most bizarre that I've seen. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, they're just some of the items going around, and as I said, silly season, so we've pointed some of the silly stuff going on, but uh, let's get into our discussion topics, and uh, we always start with movie news for Man of Steel. Um, it's a bit light on for movie news, and we've got pretty much no TV news whatsoever this month, but um, we did get some interesting uh, discussion from Joe Terry, who's uh, one of the head honchos at uh, Weta uh, Images, and, um, or Weta Digital, I think they're called who do special effects for quite a lot of the big budget movies such as Avatar and uh, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes and and movies uh, like that and uh, looks like they're working on Man of Steel which is pretty good news
1: this guy has uh, has gotten himself five Oscars yeah. over eight, over eight years' time. So I mean, that's that's almost one every year, uh, and 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 it's because he does such a great job. Obviously, um, he's got he's got the the two new Hobbit movies coming up, which are essentially one story, but they're stretching it out over two movies because it's a very long long book. Uh, He's supposed to be working on the Avatar sequel and also a sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So he's super busy. He's super in demand. The guy, uh, uh, Letary, is obviously uh, on on Hollywood's most wanted list for for, uh, getting him to work on your projects. And now it looks as though uh, he's going to be doing some of the CGI-type work with uh, Snyder and and Man of Steel. Yeah, I found it interesting
0: that uh, he was saying that Snyder is trying to do as many effects in camera... As he can, which to me is great because the realism of uh, you know of actors and actual real life stuff as opposed to too much CGI um, is obviously a preference for Superman fans because even though you know CGI has come a long way, um, you know it was obvious in Superman Returns what parts were animated and computer graphics and what parts weren't and uh, where you know, looking back at Superman the movie in 1978, I still think some of those flying effects were preferable to uh, you know, with wire work and uh, rear camera projection and all that kind of stuff were preferable to some of the CGI work we got in Superman Returns.
1: Yeah, I'm, i You know, Superman Returns for me wasn't as bad a culprit as I've heard said. It actually, uh, you know, when it was up against uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I believe it was the third movie. Uh, that year for effects work uh i i thought for sure that uh superman returns would win because i i personally with you know watching the film was was so impressed with the plane sequence Mm. and and saving the uh city when when all the explosions were going off and he flew through the sewer and and uh you know turned his super breath on and uh, I thought a lot of great stuff was happening. Uh, and yeah, it, it did seem like there were there were two particular sequences that I thought seemed tacked on that were very uh, evident to me that they were CGI and maybe that was part of the problem. And, and one of those was the uh, quote-unquote uh, Donner ending where he always tacked on uh, Christopher Reeve flying off the planet into the, into the uh, camera and waving and smiling. Uh, I think it seemed, and I don't know that we've ever had this confirmed, that they kind of thought, you know it would be cool, since we're kind of doing a a love note, a love letter to the Donner films, why don't we add that little scene that was always there? And that one seemed to me the most waxy, and the the, the scene right before that where he flies away from Lois into the clouds, I also thought uh, was, and I I think maybe that was, we're rushing, we're trying to get done, and we'll tack those on uh, toward the end. Um, but you 're correct and, and and many many people are correct in in that trying to use c g i for a character that that is a, that is uh, essentially just a guy i mean obviously Superman has all these powers, but he's not Spider-Man. he 's not spider man he doesn 't wear a suit that covers his whole body, so you can 't get away with a waxy look you can 't you know Spidey jumps around in a colorful jumpsuit. And uh, even in the in the first Spider Man movie, where he's in the parade and he's he's jumping from uh, hot air balloon to hot air balloon to chase the the Green Goblin, that scene there you could really tell was heavy CGI. Uh, but his close ups, his swinging through the city, things of that nature, since he's in the mask and fully covered, it doesn't you don't really notice it as much. Yeah. But when you've got Superman, where you see his face and his eyes all the time, I think it's really difficult still at this point. You know, it's okay if Gollum in the Lord of the Rings films looks a little odd because he is odd and mm. he's not human; he's a creature. Um, but he does look like he's there, and that's that's one thing that we've definitely advanced. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of older movies where a guy, uh, let's say, makes a double of himself, and and they kind of stand right next to each other, and you can kind of see the line down the middle where they cut the film, and you can kind of see that things don't match quite right, and their eyes—they're not looking yep. right at each other because yep. they don't know where to. I think a lot of that stuff has improved, for sure. <laughs> and we can see that some of the shots, <coughs> excuse me, with the CGI suit um, that um, um, Zod appears to be wearing, that they're really – they're playing around with that, and I think they're going to get the eye levels right and, and such. But uh, mm-hmm. I definitely would like to see – and this is, seems to be what they're going for – more um, – Uh, actual actor work and possibly wire work or ways to make it so that they're using the uh, actual uh, actors as often as they can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, like you said, Superman Return, Sorry, Man of Steel, we're using an actual... We're we're looking at an actual character, an actual human being, where, like you said, Planet of the Apes is an ape, where, say, say, um, um, some of those robot movies, um, you know, they're... they're, um, Even with... um, a lot of the the films that are about you know buildings moving and, um, and all that kind of stuff, they're Transformers. Actually, Transformers, yep. They're all about objects rather than people. And I still don't think they've got the people, the human skin, the the facial features, all that kind of stuff. They haven't got that down to a really a realistic level yet. That you can actually you know find it hard to work out which is CGI and which is uh, real life. But um, with cars and robots and buildings and things like that. Um, yeah, they seem to have that down
1: pat. Um, I think we're going to have no issue in terms of um, vehicles, buildings. Yeah, even um,
0: water and uh, fire uh, and all that kind of stuff. They've got a great,
2: uh,
1: you know... Whatever they, whatever kind of action they decide to put into this Man of Steel, obviously with Transformers as a um, kind of an example, uh, you could have him battling any sort of robotics, uh, build, catching buildings, you know, and, and it really looks... Uh, as good as it can look, yeah, but you gotta, but you gotta have the real actor there. Exactly, I think in 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 the scenes, and I think that they're going for that. And I also think they're trying to advance the CGI as much as they can. And, yeah. and we're a few years later from from a few years removed from Superman Returns, so I fully expect all that to be improved. Uh, but I've been I've long been a, been a uh, supporter of uh, model work and things when you're doing a space movie or something. Uh, the Star Wars movies, I think. All the model stuff that Lucas used in the original set is just so much better. It feels so much more authentic. It feels like you're you're moving around the ship and you're looking at it uh, as opposed to you're looking at CGI in, mm. in the new uh, movie. So uh, I think everybody kind of recognizes that, that when you can, the best thing to do is to use the real thing.
0: Exactly. Now, another part of the movie that uh, is uh, going to be obviously – uh, speculated upon is the, the, the score, the, the music uh, that will be in the film. And uh, Hans Zimmer, who uh, is one of those people that um, is, has been associated with the movie, uh, told uh, press at a recent press junket that um, it looks like Man of Steel will be out of his reach because the scheduling uh, of the film uh, ref- kind of conflicts with another project that he's got going on. And so he might not be actively involved with the creative process of Man of Steel.
1: Yeah, it sounds like, um, and we've kind of heard these rumors going back and forth for a while now. It might be Hans Zimmer, or maybe it won't, or okay, he's back in, or it looks like he's going to do it now. Uh, He's another guy, like with that that is very busy, that works on a lot of films, uh, that's doing Dark Knight Rises work, and and, uh, has worked in close contact with the Nolans. And uh, I think people were kind of hoping and, and maybe even expecting that uh, this guy would, would be doing the score. And, and uh, you know, he still may, but it doesn't sound like uh, it's going to be as much a possibility as was previously thought. Mm. Because, as you say, he's he's working on so much and, and he has something that it's, that, that's in direct conflict with the movie. So um, he may have to uh, not be the composer.
0: So we'll wait and see just what happens there. There's no been a, been no official announcement, just who will be. Involved uh, in scoring the movie. Um, There's been a lot of rumor about, uh, uh, you know, who just who might be in (laughs) them doing the movie, uh, even with John Williams' name being thrown uh, in there on IMDb. But um, yeah, that's uh, there's no official announcement at this point in time, so we'll just wait and see what happens. And I'm guessing that's down the track a bit. We are talking uh, a year and a half from the release of the movie, so and the musical score is usually. Something that is done towards the end of uh, the, uh, the schedule of the film's creation, uh, they've got to get the, everything in, in place and all the scenes uh, um, you know, uh, cut away and, and get down to the nitty gritty of just what the film will be before they can really score the movie uh, to the tempo of the film.
1: Yeah, I think they've got plenty of time to find the yeah. right person, and, and hopefully, they'll find someone that really fits. Not necessarily go for the celebrity artist or, or or the old time you know favorite John Williams. Not to say I would I would be off to that, um, but you know maybe there's somebody out there that that could really do a great job that that has a great idea in mind that they'll stumble across and and it'll work out all for the best.
0: Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens there. Now, there's really no other news for Man of Steel at this point of time in time. Um, as you were were saying, it's the festive season. I'm sure they'll be taking breaks uh, at uh, this point in time to uh, be with family and friends over the Christmas and New Year period, so uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, more news as the New Year kicks on. Uh, But there was some old news in regards to Superman Lives, that uh, scrapped film, that never-made movie that was supposedly going to be starring Nicolas Cage as Superman. Um, And Hasbro were involved in doing, I'm guessing, some designs, whether that be for toy lines, action figures, or, or whether for actual you know, costumes for the movie, I'm not sure. But a couple of the designers have let loose some of the designs that uh, were uh, being thrown around in the 90s uh, for Superman Lives and posted them on Facebook. And uh, I think we dodged a bullet.
1: <laughs> well, that seems to be the sentiment. Uh, Among fans on the comment board, Uh, to one extent, I agree. To another extent, I do think some of the designs are very interesting. Uh, If you haven't seen them, the pictures are are posted on the homepage. Uh, For instance, the Kryptonian Explorer, I have always wanted to see more about Krypton, more about their technology technology. Um, and I think that uh, we should see that Krypton is more than just a bunch of crystals and a freezing cold planet, that there's a lot going on, there's a lot of science happening, and there's a lot of advancements in their uh, technology that we really haven't dis- dis- discovered very much of. And, and I know that there's been rumors that uh, the the el and Zod stuff, uh, a lot of it's going to take place on Krypton or it's going to be before Superman's in the picture. And Who knows exactly what it's going to be, but some of that I think... I could find myself getting very excited about um one of the pictures that that's posted of this Hasbro stuff has a uh, a sketch of what like obviously looks like a receding hairline Nicholas Cage um but if you look at the suit it's very similar to the relaunch costume yeah in a number of ways the new 52 uh, even the S is kind of similar um on the suit not so much the logo that they have Stamped on top, but the but the the actual symbol on his chest, uh, and it makes me wonder if some of these ideas are always re kind of recycled. Not so much so that it's exact, but that they kind of look at them and see what worked and see what they liked about it, and then decided maybe to go with it uh, a kind of a certain take on it um but i but i mean i like some of the updates i even like the one with the guy with the blonde hair i'm not really sure what his <laughs> mask is on his face i don't really know what that's about but as far as an update i think maybe the the uniform is a little much but but maybe with some uh modifications it wouldn't also that what wouldn't be that that that's so bad but yeah. i do like what they've come up with for the new film Um, and to see it in action is going to be very, very exciting. I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping, and I think a lot of fans are hoping the same thing, that with Dark Knight Rises we get our first uh, teaser Mm. of sorts. But uh, it was
0: interesting that they were even playing around with removing the red trunks back then, so it's obviously something that Hollywood sees as uh, being uh, an important part of uh, a redesign, and, and it's come to fruition both in the Man of Steel film and in the comics.
1: I think people have been questioning it for a number of years and I've heard the argument, you know, is that really going to make or break Superman for you whether he has the red trunks or not? And I think that the answer is yes for a lot of people, even for kids. I think when you get past maybe four or five where where a superhero is just cool no matter what he is, you start thinking about um, kids making fun of you at school. You start thinking about um, you want to be cool and you want to fit in with the kids who like the tough guys, Wolverine, Batman. And and Superman is is a sissy who wears pants on the outside of his clothes. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I kind of see where people are going with it. And I've heard the question for twenty years uh, or more that I've been a fan of Superman. Why why does he dress like that? What's his deal? What you know uh, is he is he you know uh, did he forget to you know put on clothes over to, you know? But I know it's most of the time it's a joke. But I think that. Um, Something needed to to change, and I think they're making some changes, and, and, and hopefully um, some of the more seriousness and grittiness of some of the other films will fit in with this movie without changing our hero too much.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, well, uh, we'll move away from movie discussion, and as I said, we don't really have any TV discussion. Uh, there are no Cartoon Network uh, new episodes of Young Justice at the moment. There, There's actually no episode this first week of... Uh, of uh, Oh, sorry, this last week of December. Um, but they're uh, showing repeats uh, up until, I guess, early January. At some stage, we'll wait to see what Cardo Network's schedule is for new episodes of Young Justice. But uh, beyond that, there really isn't, you know, no Smallville anymore. So other than Young Justice, there really isn't anything going on at this point in time surrounding Superman and TV news.
1: Well, I'm sure that, uh, again, as you mentioned before, You know, we're in the break. People are taking uh, some time off. Plus, Mm -hmm. aside from the actual people making the shows, as we've seen with uh, television numbers and and viewership, during the holiday seasons, people don't generally watch as much television. They're busy traveling around, visiting relatives. Uh, Movies are a big thing. Uh, They go out to movies. They go out to eat. They go out to parties. And TV just doesn't – it's not profitable for them yeah. to put on episodes during that time. So um, while some Young Justice episodes may even be ready to air, um, things like that aren't going to be put on probably until February or somewhere along those lines yeah. once everything's tied down and, and, and people start realizing they got to pay back their credit card bills so they got to <laughs> stay home and uh, watch TV.
0: But, uh, yeah, we do have uh, the new DC Nation block on Cardo Network to look forward to in 2012, so I'm sure we'll get some – Superman programming on that. It's
1: going to be exciting. I hope we get some original stuff and not just a lot of the rumors I've been hearing are rehashed shows, shows from out of the vault, shows that we all have on DVD already. Uh, hopefully it'll be new stuff and i'm looking forward to the um you know smallville always does a holiday hiatus where they go away for a few months yeah. and then they come back so you know when when the season continues with smallville uh after the holidays you know <laughs> uh, as hard on it as i have been i will i will go back to watching it uh once it comes back after the holiday so uh, well you'll be on your own then well you know sometimes i it's a lonely road that i walk you know
0: <laughs> sound like a green day song
1: it does kind of. I don't even mean for it to sound that way, but just give me a football and put me on the middle of a field and, and watch me go.
0: Wind you up and watch you go.
1: I'm on my way.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about comic books. And um, this last, because we're releasing a little bit early um, in December this month, uh, we usually go the last Wednesday of every month, but with Christmas and New Year, uh, we've, uh, as we usually do every year, pushed uh, the uh, podcast a week forward in December, um, and uh, we've got a few comic books that have been released since our last podcast, namely Action Comics number no. 4, which saw uh, Superman up against uh, Metal Zero, or as we'll probably eventually know him, Metallo, um, and we saw the Little Steel introduction as well.
1: Yeah, um, very interesting book. I mean, I'm, I'm still enjoying the new 52. Like everyone, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of concerns. I'm wondering where they're going with some of these storylines, um, it does appear that John Corbin, as we all know, will become Metallo uh, somehow at some point. Uh, although um, it appears that maybe this incarnation may not stick completely because they shut him off or they powered him down. Um, but uh, if you look at it, it's a much larger Metallo uh, than than the human size. Although uh, in recent years there have been different versions we had the one that could assimilate metal and and kind of grow in size and uh there's a there's a scene uh, there's a level in the Superman Returns video game where you fight that version of mm. Metallo and he's as big as the city he's yes. uh, he's as big as a building so i think maybe that i think we got to the point with Metallo where people were trying to do way too much and it was just um getting a little uh, absurd yeah. with with the amount of things he could do um, I didn't mind the Metallo in, in Public Enemies, the uh, the animated movie that was released a few years ago, who could change his arms into guns or something like that. But I mean, uh, taking in uh, cars and parts of buildings and just growing and growing and growing seemed to be a little a little over the top for for a, a creature that that at its heart was a human being that had become a cyborg. But yeah. um, it seems like they're simplifying that again. I did not really appreciate the Jeff Johns version that came out a few years ago for the secret origin. I was, I was hoping that they would not use that storyline for this Metallo. So we'll see where it goes, but uh, it looks like he's going to end up so attached to the machinery that he's kind of one with it already. So hmm. we'll see what happens there. And uh, I, there was a couple of things I wanted to mention about the book. I, you know, now that we're getting into these backup stories, um, this one by uh, Sholly Fish, uh, who's going to be writing for a while on the backup story in, in Action Comics. Uh, I think that there's two, a couple of things people are annoyed about, and they feel like, and and it, and it, it we have it posted. You have it posted on the website uh, where uh, there's going to be a few issues where the story is shortened so that they can do a backup story, and and then there's going to be an issue where there won't be a backup story because he needs the whole book. Grant Grant Morrison needs the whole book to finish the story, mm. and people are complaining that you know I'm paying money to read a superman story a kind of a superman origin a reboot of superman and now you 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 don't have enough pages to fill it out so you're throwing in a backup story about characters while I may like them it isn't the character that I bought the book to read and then you're going to extend it to a full story when when you actually have the artwork done or whatever and that may be partially the case but I will say this the backup story here is is I think it's superb as far as artwork and and seeing what happened behind the scenes when when Superman went off to finish his job with uh, what appears to be Brainiac you got this this I mean it's beautiful artwork it's yeah. ultra realistic it looks like they're actually there they look like real people. I I got to say that uh, and of course there's more pages in the in the feature story that this artwork is far superior to, to what I'm seeing in the main title and I I wish that more comic books would actually look like this
0: yeah well, he's uh, done a great job Sholly fish and even in his review Michael Bailey gave the backup story a 5 out of 5 where he gave the main story a 4 out of 5 so um, the uh, the steel um, backup story seemed to uh, win a lot of points with with quite a few people so uh, but it was interesting as you mentioned the, in the main story this what appears to be Brainiac, and we're guessing it's Brainiac, and I'm pretty 99% sure that it is Brainiac. although it hasn't been named yet, um, and uh, you know the fact that action uh, that Metropolis has been uh, removed from uh, from Earth and, and taken aboard this alien ship.
1: It's it's kind of scary early what we're getting into already. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it, it, we all know that's the kind of thing that, that that Brainiac does and has done in the past. But it's it's happening very early in Superman's career here. And, and it's, a, you know, Brainiac's a major threat to Superman and to the world. And, and here he is barely established and, and not even uh, at his full strength yet. And uh, he's got to take on two of, of uh sometimes considered two of his most powerful enemies uh one more earthly and one just uh universally scary with the things that he's able to do
0: what did you think of brainiac's design it looks like a worm type thing
1: (laughs) kind of i you know i i seem to remember seeing a design like that maybe it was in the jeff johns brainiac story before not necessarily of the main brainiac uh character but maybe of a one of his construct type things or Mm -hmm. his uh Robotic counterparts, or you know, a vessel that he puts himself in, so that he can go to Earth and look around, or or, or something along those lines. But yeah. it's cool. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. To so. look at, uh and it, it's it's neat to see. I I think um, it, the story is is cool and exciting, and it's going places very quickly. uh It concerns me a little because we're so early in the run. Uh, that kind of kind of like where are we gonna go? After this, how are we going to get? You know, it's so ramped up right now, and the action is so huge. I mean, taking an entire piece of a city right off the bat, uh, right at issue four, kind of, you know, it's almost like you've got nothing but a letdown after that because the stories almost have to get smaller. I mean, how can they get? Bigger without getting into a Metallo type thing that can attach itself to buildings and become bigger and bigger, just to try to top yourself each yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, let's hope they don't do that. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm still happy with the story, although this is the first time that that Luthor's characterization in this new relaunch bothered me a bit.
0: Yeah, it I, a bit I, uh, weak, a bit um, uh, panicky, and just, yes, yeah, childish
1: exactly what i was gonna say weak and panicky cowardly almost cowardly exactly um and i i've never um associated those terms with lex luthor at all Mm. and that's kind of bothersome to me that he's kind of like a you know you mentioned worm for brainiac he's kind of like (laughs) a worm he's kind of like
3: oh get me out of here you know hurry i warn you all it's not my fault
1: and the you know the panel where he's screaming like a baby just looks so pathetic um I, you know, if if what you're going for is intense fear and you want him to look like he's screaming like a baby, you definitely – the the it, it pulled it – he pulled it off. I mean the artwork works for that. It's just that I don't really know that that's what I want to see. In fact, I know that it's not what I want to see.
0: Yeah, especially when none of the other characters are reacting like that.
1: No. I mean and obviously he's – they're not – he's not the guy who wears the battle suit and goes no. out and fights hand-to-hand with superheroes yet – he could get to that point, but I mean by this reaction, uh, all the people on the street are afraid but 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 none of uh none of the military people are running like that, none of the professional people are running like that and and Luthor just seems very um as you said weak and mm. kind of uh you know i'm I'm usually impressed with lex and i'm i usually you know, even though he's a villain, you, you kind of go, man, he's bad. He's, he's badass. Probably, yeah. And and here he just uh, – and it's early, just like it's early for Superman. For Superman so who knows where it will go. But that kind of – that bothered me a bit. And also, what's with Superman's shirt? Yeah, it went this, white, this issue. It, why is it white? What happened to the well, coloring? Just, and I don't think it's a mistake because no, in the not. backup story, they have it white and, and – no, I'm I mean, guessing does he, just... he
0: just had a few in different ones in the in the closet, and this is the one that he's gone with for this uh, particular day out.
1: Don't they know that when Charlie Brown opens his closet, it's a closet full of orange and black uh, <laughs> uh, shirts, and they all look exactly the same?
0: Well, uh, yeah, maybe he's toying with different t- colors and different looks, and I mean, he needs a woman in his life to, to straighten out his wardrobe.
1: That's what he needs. You know, it's too bad that. Uh, He and Lois never had anything happening at any point in history.
0: We're going to get a lot of emails about being sexist on that comment, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh well, let's move on. Uh, Superboy number four was uh, out the week after Action Comics number four, and um, it's a bit of an interesting issue because Superboy's been allowed to go free and roam around, and he's still we just still don't know what his position is on things. Like in one. You know, one part is being a real villain, setting fire to a Christmas tree in public, and and on the other hand, he's saving people, and he still doesn't know why he's compelled to save people and why he feels the need to step in and and do things. But um, he seems to be a real um, person at odds with himself.
1: Well, we obviously know, uh, at least if they continue where it seems like they're going, and what we have seen before. For those of you new readers, maybe you don't know, but uh, it apparently seems that uh, he's part Superman and part human, something else, um, and that that in, in previous um, incarnations that that half has been uh, a familiar villain that we all know and love, and and I think that I think that what we're seeing is the dichotomy of that. That uh, on one hand he he, uh, he kind of has disdain for the world and disdain for the happy parts of humanity that kind of, um, take joy in life while there are so much suffering and so much horrible things going on. And, um, and that part of him wants to just lash out and, and, and show them that it's not all rainbows and unicorns. And then there's the other part that, that for some reason compels him to say, you know what, it's, not really my business. It's not really up to me. I don't have anything to do with it. And there's no reason I should do this. But uh, I feel the need to and it actually feels good to do it. And I think that he's fighting with that. And he's trying to decide whether or not he likes the idea of vengeance for vengeance sake and being violent and nasty, or whether it's really because he wants to help and protect people. And I think um, some of his true feelings came out when 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 you see him saying you know things like he, he didn't want to hurt the people he didn't want to um, uh, kill, I think it was in the previous issue where he he was afraid that um he had caused too much damage and, mm. and that he needed to um you know pull be able to pull into his, his powers because he didn't know how they how to control them and and I think going back to this guy at the end of the story this uh, center, center hall what a mm. weird name i mean i guess that's his last name i don't know yeah,
0: center hall.
1: um i i think he's kind of deciding that he wants to give it a shot and wants to maybe try and be uh someone that can help um so interesting i think I, this issue got uh hooked me in a little bit better than the series has so far mm-hmm. i was i thought i felt it personally it was a little lackluster um, and for me, it wasn't, it wasn't attracting my attention the way I had hoped. I was really enjoying the most recent incarnation of the Superboy yeah. series that went to nine or whatever it went Eleven. to. And yeah. so I knew I was going to miss that. And then now we have this and I, 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 I had high hopes for it and I'm, I've been a little disappointed, but it got better here. And now we, we kind of jump out way out of the box with, uh, red kind of turning into the Hulk and, um, you know, a monster fighting him. And and some people may know where this storyline is going. Some people may not, but uh, it's kind of unusual. And it seems like a big jump, a big change in her character. And, and, and maybe she just decided that, that it was best after every, all the destruction that has been occurring. I don't know, but she's been so kind of pro Superboy, And, and as he says himself that she was his friend and I guess he needs to change that now. Cause she doesn't seem like she is, but I'm not exactly sure what happened there or where that's going to go, but I, my my guess is we might see Superboy on a mission to try and release these people that have been taken into custody because they have meta powers.
0: Mm, it's interesting that they've thrown in so many characters in such a short amount of time. You at know, first we had Red or Caitlin, whatever her name is that you just mentioned. Um, and now she's been captured and seems to have you know been put away somewhere. We had this Zaniel guy who uh, was seemed to be Red's boss, and now. I don't know where he is or what's happened to him, and now we've got this Center Hall guy, and, we, and, and we've—you know—I'm even forgetting that Rose, uh, who was along the way, who seemed to be, you know, um, holding Superboy's hand in some respects, and some of the, you know, um, missions that he—they were putting him in, into, and even in his virtual reality world, she was the one real person that was allowed in to uh, be a part of that, and like these those three characters that I mentioned um, have now all been kind of put put into um, a holding pattern while we get this new center hall guy and what's going to lead into this new uh, mission that he's got to uh, bring in Wonder Girl or capture Wonder Girl or whatever he's supposed to be doing there.
1: Yeah, it seems very haphazard. Yeah. Like there's just so much and and maybe they don't even know where they're going or what they did or what they didn't do and they just – I'm not really sure if it was – if it really is well thought out and it's planned for the next 10 issues and they know exactly how everything's going to go, or if they just lost track of characters or sometimes that'll happen on a TV show. Like uh, mm. a lot of people lost faith in the heroes TV yep. show because there was just so much going on. there was so many characters and so many things happening that people were just like, I, I, I can't even follow this anymore. It's yeah, yeah. just, you know, you really need to kind of break it down to what's important and the <laughs> characters that you really want to see. And, We're on issue four now and and, uh, there's just so much going on and characters that were seemingly important are now kind of either gone or being taken away or we're not going to see them for a while. And then the other thing is that they threw in the psycho lovers or whatever that just kind of – you know, I wasn't sure where they were going. Reading issue three, it looked like maybe they were going to be something down the line or or they were going to mean something of some importance and I guess you could say that they spurned in him the desire to help. Uh, But really, that's all. They were kind of just a plot device used to uh, skeletalize – that's probably not a word, but let's just use (laughs) it anyway – a bunch of people at a ball, at a party uh, for for some some PG-13 rated type stuff and then for him to take them out. Yeah. Uh, But but not really serving any other purpose, just a couple of people out to burn people to death for no real reason, which there are some people who just really like to do that I guess, but – well, you know, again, we'll see where they get if they calm down a little, or if they really got something in mind to to where this story is going to go. And, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it, even though the book was a bit of a disappointment to me. And I'll, I'll keep reading, and and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now we've always been advocates of uh, more Superman titles, and um, you know, the once upon a time there was a Superman comic book every week. Um, but uh, that uh, era has long gone, but uh, now we're getting a new Superman title. It won't be uh, along the lines of the main books. It won't be in uh, continuity with the the DC New 52, but it will be a new Superman book, and it's going to be titled Superman Family Adventures, and it will come out uh, in, in early... well I think it's the first quarter of uh, 2012, and um, it will involve uh, um, you know all the, the main characters as well as... Uh, A new crypto mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Crypto mouse. Is it Fuzzy the crypto mouse?
1: Oh, I don't even want to know its name. I, uh, I really don't. Yeah, Fuzzy
0: the crypto mouse.
1: I'm massaging my temples right now as we speak. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) seriously, um, you know, I think it looks like if you look at the art that they seem to be going for, um, that that it's going to be a family book, maybe a kid-oriented book, a book that you could introduce young readers to, yep. which is smart. I mean, they have a few like that, but I think DC has kind of stepped back from trying to get kids um into comics. And I, I think this whole relaunch is good for possible new viewers or or, or viewers that readers that, that kind of fell away from comics or became disenchanted. But we still need to try and interest new readers that are young. Young yeah, people exactly. who not only not only read rarely or just getting into reading but you want to you want to foster a love of reading in kids that age and i think comic books is a good stepping stone and hopefully using that stepping stone to get into novels and things they stick with it because they realize what an art form it is and, and how entertaining it is and, and 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 just how fun it is i mean i i'm 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 old now you know uh, i've been on this earth for Wait, 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 wait too long, and yet not long enough so i I myself often have conversations with people where they say, "Why do you read comics? You know comics are for kids? Why are you watching young justice cartoons for kids and I just i was 'm reminded when I read good books or when I look at good artwork or when I see a great uh television show that's surrounding superheroes um that 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 there can be so much great stuff that comes out of this genre that if we can just keep it going and obviously i'm talking like i'm inside the industry when i'm not um or like a fanboy that has some sort of ownership in it and that's not what i mean to do but 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 the idea that you know there's a scare right now and and this whole relaunch and reboot and whatever marvel's doing and everybody trying to to curry in readers and to get people interested and staying interested and i think that you know launching some books that younger readers can get into and then later when they get older you know kind of graduate to the more uh grown-up books is a great idea and there's no reason to not do it
0: exactly and um tiny titans is one of those books you mentioned that's been geared towards kids and that's uh finishing off there's a uh, one of the issues i think it might be in february or march is the final issue of of uh of that title, so uh, there aren't that many books for younger readers, and uh, I'm glad that to see that there's a new Superman Family Adventures, uh, which will be geared towards uh, younger readers who, uh, as you said, can get into these kind of books. Uh, there, the story is more simplistic and uh, geared towards a younger reader, and then as they grow up, as we and and other readers of comic books grew up on you know comic books, um, they can eventually uh, eventually get into more adult books and. And novels and other type of stories and uh, and and have a love for literature
1: furry the crypto mouse
0: fuzzy fuzzy
1: get it right <laughs> fuzzy i'm sorry yes now we'll also see <laughs> superman
0: supergirl superboy lois lane jimmy olsen lex luthor bizarro general zod and fuzzy the crypto mouse
1: well let's not forget fuzzy
0: no well i don't even know who he is yet but
1: No, but how could you forget him? I mean, he's so lovable and cute and mousy. I mean, no one forgets Mickey Mouse. He's Mickey Mouse, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh,
0: But uh, the other big news in in the comic book world was the fact that Action Comics number one has now once again regained top spot as the most expensive comic book ever, uh, reaching a whopping $2.16 million. Yeah, and
1: there was much rejoicing. Hooray! And, And gnashing of teeth it's beautiful i mean um it's great to see you know it's inevitable that a few months or years down the road there'll be a batman or a or a well maybe just a batman there'll be something that that defeats the record again and then we'll go back and forth again it seems like that's kind of what happens but i'm glad that that action comics is back atop the list uh and on the other side of that coin uh, I'm glad that there are still people who are insane in the world <laughs> and are paying 2.16, uh, $2.16 million dollars to buy a book.
0: Yeah, which sold for 10 cents back in 1938.
1: Right. Yeah. So 10 cent. Uh, you know, if someone would ask me, what do you think an original Action Comics number one is worth? And I had no knowledge that these books were going on sale for two million. I'd say, well, you know, probably about half of what the cover price list yes. <laughs> you know five cents maybe uh, but hey you can make five cents on something that's 70 some years old or whatever yeah. i mean how can you really complain about that that's that's
0: very true and uh, the rate of inflation who knows how much that would be to in today's uh
1: money absolutely it might be 13 cents
0: <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh well if i had a time machine i know what i'd be going back and getting
1: Oh, sure. Or, you know, who knows? Inflation might take it to a whole $2.16 million.
0: True. Never know. But uh, that's uh, another record that Superman now holds. And um, I believe that was the comic book that was previously owned by Nicolas Cage that was stolen and then was re re refound And it's a a rare 9.0 graded edition which is a very high edition for a comic book from that era. That's uh, Oh, well,
1: my, uh, my Action Comics uh, number one um, is also in uh, pretty pretty much, I think it's above 9.0 condition, wow.
0: That's impressive. if I'm being
1: honest. I mean, well, it hasn't been that long. I mean, August of 2011, it's <laughs> not that old. So, you know, it's in pretty, pretty damn good shape.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um, we're
1: talking about series one here. Oh. Oh! Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh. sorry. sorry. I'm, I sometimes I... Know, you got me excited for a minute. Dashed your hopes for, there, didn't I? For a minute. Yeah, a minute. well, that's what you do, you know. Okay. Uh, it's a, you give some and you take some. This yep. is what you do. I'm, I'm used to it by now, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, look elsewhere beyond the world of comic books. And um, my, my nephew will be really impressed with this. There's a Lego Superman playset coming out in uh, January 2012. Um, kids, kids love Lego. Lego just seems to go from strength to strength. And, is your nephew
1: um, a big uh, Superman fan or just yeah, Lego?
0: He, no, well, he's a big Lego fan, but he loves superheroes, and he loves um, Star Wars, and he's into all those kind of things that uh, we grew up with as kids. And, um, yeah, so the the fact that there's a Lego Superman playset coming out is something that uh, he's excited about. And um, it's, um, it's a series of superhero stuff that Lego has come out with DC Comics, and uh, Superman... Will be battling Lex Luthor and a giant in his giant robotic suit, um, who has captured Wonder Woman. So there'll be three mini figures in this uh, playset: Superman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Lex Luthor, and uh, the battle suit uh, playset. So it's pretty cool.
1: This is a point in the show where I mention again how old I am, and yet. I think that is so cool. I saw the pictures (laughs) and I'm like, I would have one of these. I would make, I would build this.
0: Exactly.
1: And, you know, my daughter asks me to build stuff with her. And I, I, you know, I don't really, I'm not really that interested, but, uh, if it's something like this, my selfish, uh, nature comes out and suddenly I'm like, okay, that I want to build now that. So you'll buy that
0: for your daughter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes. For my daughter, you are correct. (laughs) I think this is another great initiative, and I think that they should keep going with this it's been a long time since Superman has really had a heavy presence in toy stores yeah. or a heavy merchandising push, whereas spider man Batman you know kids have wanted kids have bought there have been toys heavy, heavy aisles of Batman, three aisles sometimes at a time um, for kids to buy and I think this is a way again to reintegrate Superman into the uh Public consciousness, the, the, you know, the, the consciousness of the children. Yeah. That, that that you know, I like to see a little kid walking around with a picture of Superman on his shirt or on yeah, his backpack. Too. And and there's a lot. There's not as much of that going on. So hopefully, no. with all these new pushes and the movie coming up and Young Justice, and hopefully we see some more of that.
0: Exactly. Now uh, on the Superman homepage, we uh, had our had our 2011 annual. S.H.I.E.L.D. Awards, which is our 11th uh, run of this uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Awards, which stands for the Superman Homepage Indicator of Excellence in Literature and Design Awards, which comes down to S.H.I.E.L.D. Awards, which was wow, something fancy. That, yeah, 11 years ago we thought it was pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> but uh, it's where you, the fans, want to vote on uh, Superman comic books with a 2011 cover date, uh, also uh, Superman-related TV shows and Superman merchandise released in 2011. And uh, it uh, it was pretty successful. We had quite a few people voting uh, for the different uh, categories, fifteen categories in in, eight, in all. And um, it was uh, interesting to see some of the results from uh, the 2011 Shield Awards. Um, it was interesting to see Grant Morrison uh, beat Jeff Johns out for the best comic book writer for 2011.
1: I think I was a little surprised by that myself. Not because I'm I'm not enjoying. Action comics with Grant Morrison, but because it really hasn't been around that long. Oh, no, exactly. I mean, it's brand new, so I think I think it's a little bit unfair to um, even 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 that Grant Morrison is included just because it almost seems to me like it should be a 2012 uh, year for him. But he'll you know, probably people, win it next year, too. Probably, but people seem to enjoy it, and I'm enjoying the run. Uh, so you know, it's been good so far. I. I would I would have found it difficult to vote him on Action Comics as the best comic book writer of the year just just because it's only been short time you know well, we, so a lot of creators have dropped the ball or have run away from a title after just a few issues yeah. and and so we don't even know if that's going to occur but i guess people are saying look when we voted there were two issues of action comics out and we thought they were the best two issues of any book that's been out all year i guess that's what they were saying well so.
0: that's it is exactly what they were saying because action comics the relaunch won the best regular superman title of 2011 by a whopping 48 so nearly half the people who voted thought that the new action comics was the best thing they'd read all year
1: Yeah well I think I think the excitement helps I think the yeah. hype helps and I think people have gotten out and started buying books again and, and, and obviously the numbers support that for now and we'll see how long that goes on and yeah. again I'm enjoying it so I'm glad they're enjoying it I'm yeah. glad it's doing well. Well Justice
0: League the relaunched version also won best Superman family book so um, by 46 percent of the voters so it's obviously the relaunch has uh, done its job. And has won a lot of fans over, and um, I think that's great.
1: I think the artwork in Justice League is just so yeah, nice. It's so pretty to look at. Yeah, uh, it's not not like uh, the backup story in Action Comics where it's just so gritty looking and realistic looking. Uh, uh, the Jim Lee artwork is a little more stylized, but 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 still it's very beautiful to look at.
0: Yeah. Now uh, the other thing that was quite interesting was. Uh, the Obviously, Smallville has always been a big winner in, uh, in the, over the past 11 years from the very beginning. It uh, won Best Appearance in, in an alternative media, being TV, books, DVDs, etc. for Season 10. But uh, it missed out, the complete series DVD collection missed out on winning Best Product. Um, it was beaten out by uh, a combination of both Superman, the 12-inch figure of Christopher Reeve, uh, which uh, was also a co-winner with Superman the Motion Picture Anthology Blu-ray collection. And that Blu-ray collection, I have to admit, is a phenomenal release. That was just dynamic.
1: Yeah, I never got a hold of it myself, and that's mainly because, um, you know, I've had different collections over yeah. the years. Yeah, and it's
0: hard to recollect the same movies over and over again. Well, I
1: personally I also sold three and four. I got rid of three and four because I just I don't see myself watching them. There have been times where I have missed... The ability to just go in and, and and pop in the freezing of the lake or the, the making it rain to put out the fire or mm-hmm. fighting himself in the junkyard—those are scenes that I love to watch. But amidst all the chaos and just just poor writing of the rest of the movie, I, I couldn't see owning it, and don't really see it as 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 for me being a great movie or movies that I need to own. Sure. And now the Superman collection again is just all those same movies and and. Some most of the same behind the scenes stuff that I already have yeah. uh, on the Blu-ray editions that I want. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, if you have, if you didn't have it, or if you wanted to see how they improve the picture quality uh, Blu-ray wise, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a great thing to have.
0: Now, uh, we are as we as I said earlier at the beginning of the show on our last uh, radio KL for 2011, and um, we'll be uh, obviously back uh, in the end of january 2012 for our next edition of radio kl looking back at 2011 sorry what was your um the highlight for you what was the best thing other than becoming the co-host on this show (laughs) well
1: i'm you know i'm glad that you you know pointed that out as as being something that i should consider alternately because that would have obviously been uh and you know that and uh And Doing the Great Scott, obviously, highlights not only of my comic book uh, interest this year, but of my entire life. I mean, just, uh, (laughs) you know, those are just, you know, birth of my children. (sighs) Yeah, forget about that. Co-hosting with Steve Eunice of the Superman homepage. (laughs) Now that is something. Uh, You know, it's kind of uh, funny because I just got done Mm -hmm. saying that, you know maybe grant morrison was ahead of his time here uh, being that he only had two or or two and a half episodes written before he got voted in as the best comic book writer for the new launch of the action comics 52 i just love the excitement surrounding the relaunch i Mm -hmm. love that it has pushed people back into stores Uh, i've already kind of said this on this very podcast but i like the idea that that the DC is kind of making a new push and, and, and coming back to the foreground, at least for now. Uh, many people predict that it won't be long before Marvel's back on top. For whatever reason, they may have been able to hold on to their younger fans as they became older fans mm-hmm. and maybe their darker, more grown-up material that, that always gets cited as being a reason that adults look there. But hopefully... Um, you know, Superman stays strong and, and comes back with a with a vengeance, as we like to say. Uh, I've been disappointed over the years that Batman's kind of overtaken the top spot, even though they seem to try with stories to make Superman the the leader and the one everybody else looks up to. Uh, I'd like to see him in the, in the public eye, either in the real world, get back to that position. And yeah. I think something like this with the relaunch and, and with the new focus on Superman being the first guy and... And the first hero, it, it's exciting to see. And, and I know there's a—you know the fandom is, is drawn to two sides where some people think it's just a rehash of old stories and not really very original. And, and that they changed things they didn't need to change. But then a lot of people are, are really ramped up by this and are excited by the story. And, and I like it. I'm enjoying it. So I, I think that that would have to be um, probably many people's. I'm probably not being that original myself. But highlight of, of, of the year.
0: Yeah, for me, I'd say um, relaunch was definitely up there. It was one of those uh, moments that you just didn't see coming. It, just, you know, it was a, a, an interesting development. But um, probably to see all this stuff that's going on with Man of Steel and to actually see Henry Cavill you know, in the suit and, and to, to see just how much you know, the fans have embraced him uh, as the new Superman. And uh, you know, we're still a year and a half away from actually seeing the film. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I think for me, the you know getting back on that uh, news uh, hound, um, you know getting back to reporting on rumours and stuff, and actual footage and, and you know uh, uh, photography about Man of Steel. For me, that's been uh, some of the best stuff that I've uh, you know enjoyed about 2011. Uh, but looking ahead to 2012, um, it'll be interesting to see. I I really don't know what to what to make of 2012. I'm not sure what we'll get. Uh, I'm not sure how much the comics will improve or, you know, how long uh, this, the new 52 will stay, you know, a, as high a priority for everybody as it has. Um, obviously, we'll get a lot more Man of Steel stuff, um, uh, which would probably, you know, be, you know, so I think probably seeing the trailer for Man of Steel, if we get to see one in 2012, that will probably be a highlight. What about you?
1: Well, that'll definitely be big. And, I'm yeah. again, I'm hoping it, it runs with Dark Knight Rises. And, and as people have learned with me with Smallville, uh, I tend to, when it's in my genre, when it's when it's the thing that has bring, brought me the most entertainment joy in my entire life, uh, I generally get sucked in, even when it's something that disappoints me regularly, like Smallville, and uh, the two Batman movies, for me, I often get slapped in the face for this, were not all that special, I did not enjoy them all that much, but I knew when I left the Dark Knight uh, movie, uh, disappointed that I'd still be a dupe and be back in the theater when Dark Knight Rises comes out. So I'm going to be there, and I'm just hoping, and we'll know before we go in. We may even see the trailer online before we go in, whether or not there will be a Superman trailer with Dark Knight Rises, but I'm certainly hoping there is, and and that will also propel me to the theater to see the Dark Knight if that happens to be there. And I'm also looking forward to... The second arc of the – and I know we haven't reached the end of the first one. I'm not trying to rush things, but if we're looking forward into 2012, the second arc of the new books, where they're going to go, what the next thing is going to be. You know, Mm -hmm. We were talking about action comics, how they seem to be setting us up for a giant story right in the first arc. Where are they going to go next? Are we going to get a little quieter? Are we going to see some relationship moments? Are we going to see some character development or is it going to be more – and I know action, the title of the book, is action. So it's going to be action-oriented, which is great. Uh, but i'm i 'm very interested to see what the next story arc brings in all the the uh new uh fifty two books and and of course uh, along the same lines of, of waiting for future seasons of sm <laughs> yeah uh,
0: you that was sh- well <laughs> You shut yourself off there right in time
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what i do
0: <laughs> um, but uh yeah so two thousand twelve also be interesting for justice League doom um the new animated movie. Uh, coming out and uh beyond that uh superman versus the elite which is another superman animated film coming out so on dvd that one
1: i'm definitely looking forward to that one uh we see with doom that the cover again is batman at the forefront and uh uh, the other guys are kind of reflected in his batarang and it's not you know they're they're kind of secondary and so that i'm still gonna watch it i'm still gonna (laughs) love it i'm sure but uh I'm looking forward to the ones that, that really have Superman at, at front and center. And, and those are, the, those are the, the the elite one, I guess, is, is, is coming. And uh, obviously, when uh, Man of Steel does reach theaters in 2013, that's going to be a good time.
0: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll discuss that uh, for our end of 2012 uh, podcast about uh, what our highlights are for that.
1: Wow, uh, a whole year from now, yeah. we're going to be discussing whether or not the movie is going to be good when it comes out seven months after that.
0: Yeah, so a lot to look forward to. Uh, (laughs) Before we move into the big question segment of the show, I just want to remind people that uh, Radio KAL has been uh, fed through uh, blip.tv for quite a while now. Blip are no longer uh, taking on audio-only shows, so um, please check the Superman homepage for the correct RSS feed to ensure that you're going to continue getting uh, this podcast. If you're interested, you can subscribe directly to the RSS feed, which the address for that is feeds.feedburner.com forward slash superman homepage. But if you're already getting the podcast through iTunes, you're good to go. You don't need to do anything. Otherwise, feeds.feedburner.com forward slash superman homepage.
4: Let's start with the big question.
1: Last month's question was, which of the DC New 52 comic books are you enjoying the most at the moment and why?
0: Yeah, we got a few responses to this. Uh, Who's up first?
1: Well, Starla, one of our uh, frequent listeners and responders. We love you guys, by the way. Uh, You you write in every month and help keep us going. Starla Bose wrote, uh, the best comic is Supergirl. And she says, why? Because right now she rocks big time. I'm not liking her cousin's book as much. Uh, I just don't like a mean Superman. But with Supergirl, I can't wait for the new book to come out, and I get sad when I reach the last page. By the way, you guys rock too. I'm following your advice to always look up in the sky.
0: There you go, Scotty. You got yourself a uh, a fan there.
1: Oh, that's that's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Starla. Um, I, well, I don't know. I know you're talking about a mean Superman, and that's uh, in action, but I really think he was only a little bit nasty in, in action number one. And if you've read from two to four, I think... Um, we're seeing him kind of try to understand his powers a little bit better and and um, learn that he can't be as rough, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes.
0: Mm. Now, uh, Sala's father, Calvin Bowes, wrote, Unfortunately, with Superman titles other than Supergirl, I'm not really liking them, but I really am enjoying Batman, The Flash, Catwoman, uh, the best. My main reason is that I come into the other books with a familiar- familiarity with the characters, but when I read the new Superman books, I feel I don't know him, and it kind of disturbs me. I really want the old Superman back. Yeah, interesting comments there. I mean, uh, which old Superman are we talking about? Uh, Superman from uh, the you know most recent before the, the, the relaunch? Uh, Superman from uh, John Byrne's time? Superman from the Silver Age? Superman from the Golden Age? When are we talking?
1: as there've been so many reinterpretations and most times i i still feel like the heart is still there and the the idea of who who he really is still shines through even if they make some changes and maybe even if he's a little rougher around the edges as as we move forward he's refining he's learning he's he's getting back you know if you read the superman book as opposed to action comics i think you do see uh, at least I do, a more familiar Superman, a guy mm. who is really concerned with the safety of the people and really concerned with the safety of even the villains that he's fighting against. And I think that you see that that he's hurting and he has some, some, some issues with who he is and, 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 and what he lost when the Kents went away. And, and we haven't gotten to them yet in the story, but uh, I think we're seeing some of that and I'm interested to see when that comes about. So don't lose faith just yet. Yep. Uh, Rick James wrote – Action Comics has returned Superman to its roots in many ways by showing us a Superman who can't fly yet, but who takes on corporate greed. It's like getting to know Superman again as he begins to understand himself. I've not always been a Grant Morrison fan, but he's knocked it out of the park big time this time. Superman in blue jeans and a t-shirt whose name is mentioned in parentheses and is yet unknown to the world is really entertaining. Loving the new 52.
0: Well, there you go. That's uh, Ricky Lee James, uh, who's um, a fan of the New 52 and is enjoying the new books. Uh, Next up, we have Mikey B, who sent us an audio response to the big question. So here's what Mikey had to say.
3: Hey, Steve. Hey, Scotty. It's Mikey B. Um, Just going to take one step back and just say that I'm one of those people that had kind of given up on comics, stopped reading them, stopped buying them, and, uh, you know, saw you know got a little bit of interest back uh, with this new 52 so but before that came out I started with Superman Earth 1 and I I loved it one of my favorite comics of all time and I said well I think we're on the right track now I think we're getting a little more contemporary a little more relevant um, and just 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 a better attitude for for maybe this this you know this time that we live in Um, uh, the the new suit is looks great I'm fine with that Um, So, I've, you know, all those things were were fine with me, so I was ready to give this a shot. Uh, Read the first four of Action, first three of Justice League, and first three of Superman. Action's been my favorite so far overall. Um, I think Justice League has the best art, but as far as overall story, Action, comics has been the best. Uh, Superman's just a a lot more fun to read for me. I I just, I love the new attitude, um, and... um, you know, I think that there, there's a, there's a, even Lex, even though he's a little touch campy sometimes, I think in some of the issues I've read so far, it, it kind of worked for me and that was okay. Uh, but, uh, but I'm really enjoying the stories. I'm thinking I'd like to give them all like, uh, like a, a shot for a year and just see, then just reevaluate and could see if I want to continue reading. Well, anyway, guys, uh, love the show. Keep up the great work, and I'll, I'll and talk to you later. Take care. Thank you, Mikey, and uh, remember. Uh, you can send audio responses
1: to the big
0: question, which uh, our next big question for our 2012 first show is what, Scotty?
1: What was the highlight of 2011 for you as a Superman fan, and what are you looking forward to most uh, in 2012?
0: Yes, uh, just as Scotty and I looked back at 2011 and looked ahead to 2012 in our discussion topics, now it's your turn to get involved with this new big question, by letting us know what uh, was the highlight for 2011 for you and what you're looking forward to most about 2012. Now, you can get involved with the big question segment of the show by sending us an email with your response, which Scotty and I will read out, or you can do as Mikey B did and send in an audio response as an MP3 file, and we will play that here on Radio KAL.
1: We know we can always count on the bows to uh, write us responses and to get involved. And uh, sometimes we get audio answers from people like Mikey B. We need to hear from you as well. More audio answers and, and more uh, write-ins. Come on, uh, get involved so we, can, so we can read your stuff and talk about it.
5: Lois attempts to patch things up. I'm
6: not exactly doing much right now. Yes, well, about that. I've been doing some thinking, some soul-searching, and... Hold that thought. BRB.
5: Dan lets his skeletons out of the closet.
7: (sighs) Look, he never told you this. And I don't know if you can hear me through the stupor or what have you, but, well, actually, I never told... Anybody, this. But I was in the war, that much you knew. But when I got back, I had trouble readjusting. I kept having flashbacks, nightmares. Still do sometimes. Seems they never go away.
5: And Mongol unleashes his fury.
2: (laughs) You can't. I.
5: The floodgates open in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 84, on December 21st, 2011, only at pendantaudio.com. On the seedy side of Metropolis,
4: I called this little meeting because we four share a common foe
5: The Bald Guy. I owe him a few broken fingers. A sinister meeting is taking place.
1: This mysterious hero must be neutralized. You're saying we tag team the guy? Four against one. I like those odds.
5: And on War World, Superman and Supergirl make their escape.
1: <sighs> I think this is the bad
5: side of town. You say that like there's a good side of town. Don't miss Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, episode 56. Coming December twenty first at pendantaudio.com. dot yeah. Only one thing alive
2: with less than four legs to hear this frequencies and
0: yeah. that's Super yeah. secret soundbite. Now uh what was our last uh sound from last month's podcast?
1: Well, Steve, last month's sound came from the pilot episode of the 1988 Ruby Spears Superman cartoon. Four people guessed it correctly, and they were Jeremy Crawford, Derek Stokely, Howard Clevenger, and Badri Bali.
0: Well done to those four people. Um, It uh, was a tough one, 1988's Ruby Spears cartoon. It's one of those ones that uh, uh, is a popular cartoon series amongst Superman fans, but uh, not necessarily one that most people have seen. So well done to those four people for guessing that right. Let's Good see job. If, yeah, let's see if they and uh, more people can guess which uh, part of the Superman f- uh, fandom this new sound comes from.
8: Oh, oh holy
1: cow! Merry Christmas. Well, uh, any ideas? I'm thinking um, that it it has something to do with a Superman uh, television or movie. Wow,
0: that's impressive. uh, You really really narrowed it down
1: there. Hey, you know, I'm on the ball when it comes to these things. You just can't get one by me.
0: Well, it's uh, definitely Christmas uh, related. So uh, if you think you know where that sound came from in the world of Superman, then uh, send in your answer to the super secret soundbite. And uh, we'll read out the names of all the winners in our next Radio KL podcast.
1: The Superman song this month is Superman by the Bruce Lee Band from the 1997 self-titled album. And you can check out their music at www.mikeparkmusic.com.
0: Here it is, Superman by the Bruce Lee Band.
4: No time to trade quips with Lois about being tongue-tied together. This is a job... Or Superman
2: Well, the people doesn't really matter.
0: for another month. Now, uh, remember, you uh, can get involved with the Radio KL podcast by sending suggestions. Uh, maybe there's topics you like, uh, you think that um, Scotty and I should discuss. Maybe there's a song that you'd like to request. Uh, maybe there's a big question like us to pose to the fandom. We've got uh, one uh, request uh, from our good friend Stala Bose, who will, uh, we'll, we will be using your uh, big question suggestions soon, Stala. so just hang in there. we um, so all those suggestions can be sent to us. You can email me via steve at supermanhomepage.com or if you prefer to get in touch with Scotty, you can email him via scotty at supermanhomepage.com and we'll endeavour to use your suggestions in a future podcast. Uh, but for me, being th- that this is our uh, last Radio or podcast for 2011, I'd just like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and a Super New Year and to thank you, Scotty, for... And what's been a fantastic year of uh, Radio KL and, of course, the speeding and as well.
1: Well, thank you, Steve. And I hope that you and your family have a great time over the holidays and everything goes well for you. And uh, you get everything you're hoping for under the tree. Uh, everybody else out there, have a wonderful holiday season and uh, enjoy the new year. Be safe out there. And remember, you may just hear jingle bells if you always look up in the sky.
0: Now we leave you uh, for this final podcast of 2011 uh, with a Christmas treat from 1941. This is Superman's Christmas Adventure, starring Clayton Bud Collier as Superman. Uh, this Decca Records 78 RPM vinyl record sees Superman teaming up with Santa Claus to save Christmas from two villains, Grouch and Meanie. So here it is. Enjoy it, Superman's Christmas Adventure. <laughs>
7: Before Christmas, that holiday of peace and gaiety and goodwill toward men. And far off at the North Pole, Santa Claus and his merry elves are busy seeing to it that his great toy factories keep up with the Christmas rush. Listen. We're Santa's elves We have as much
2: fun as you do yourself We haven't found the wheels go round, but, we're busy because we're Santa's elves
9: Fun fun as as you do <laughs> <laughs> oh, my elves, a little less singing and a little more work. We've got to keep right on schedule, you know.
6: Yes, Santa Claus, yes, sir.
9: Only a few more days, and then it... Huh? Well, what's that?
2: Oh, look, look, Santa Claus, out that window.
6: Huh? hey, isn't that a spaceship landing on the ice?
9: Well, bless my soul, it certainly is. There are two men getting out. Here they come up the path.
6: Ah, wonder what they want.
9: Come in. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the North Pole Toy Company. What can I do for you? I'm Dr. Grouch.
6: This is my friend, Mr. Meany. We've always been interested in toys.
9: Yes,
6: yes. <laughs> Would you mind showing us around?
9: A pleasure, gentlemen, a real pleasure. Yes. Step this way. Now, here we have the toy train department. Listen to them. (laughs) Now, what's over there in that big closet? Oh, that's where we keep our mama dolls. I'll show you.
2: Mama, 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 mama.
9: (laughs) Cute, aren't they? (laughs) Now, just look at those hundreds of toy soldiers. Just forget the toy soldiers.
6: Let's come to the point. We figure we can do a lot more with your factory than making toys
9: for silly children. Quite right. What? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh you gentlemen are joking. <laughs> it's quite a joke. <laughs> Stop.
6: Stop. This is no joke. We demand that you no longer make these ridiculous toys. Either you agree or you'll suffer dire consequences. Well, quick,
9: what's your answer? My answer? I think. Huh. I have it. All right, gentlemen. This is my answer. Toy soldiers, attention. Forward. March!
7: Santa Claus, troops of smartly dressed little toy soldiers come to life and spring into action. Toy guns popping, wooden bullets and shells whistling around their heads. Crouch and Meanie can stand their ground for only a moment and then... Oh, hey, I can't stand this. Let's get out of here. Okay, let's get out of here.
6: But next time we'll teach you a lesson you won't forget.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Meanwhile, Superman, disguised as Clark Kent, star reporter has begun work with Lois Lane on the assignment given them by editor Perry White. We join them as they enter the touring department of the largest store in Metropolis. Well, Lois, here we are. I guess there's no better place to start for a real Christmas story. <laughs>
8: Look at those electric trains, aren't they beauties?
9: Come on, Mr. Reporter. We're <laughs> supposed to be digging up a big feature story. You're just as bad as that ragged-looking little boy over there.
8: Ah, oh, poor little fella.
9: If he looks any harder at that locomotive, his eyes will pop right out of his head.
8: I'll bet he'd give his right arm for that train. Hello, son. Hello.
4: Looks like you can't wait until Christmas Day, can you? Did you write Santa about all the toys you want? Nah. What good's that do? My mom and pop are too poor to get me any toys. Gee, I I don't believe there is any Santa Claus. Not for us poor kids, anyway. That's
8: where you're wrong. There is a Santa Claus. But hold on, young fellow. You just gave me an idea.
9: Well, you'd better make it a story idea. You know, that's why we're here.
8: Lois, you heard what the youngster said about poor children not having any Santa Claus. Well, right here in Metropolis, there must be thousands just like him who, when Christmas comes, have nothing at all to look forward to. Let's have the Daily Planet start a huge Christmas campaign. We'll get the names of all the poor boys and girls in the city and see that Santa doesn't miss any of them this year.
4: That sounds like a wonderful idea, Clark.
8: What's your name, son? Billy. Billy Connolly. Okay, Billy. We'll make you Santa's boy representative for Metropolis. Come on. We'll take Billy along with us to see Mr. White. Come on. And, Mr. White, we can take care of every poor child in Metropolis. We'll help them believe that Santa isn't partial to rich boys and girls and make it a Merry Christmas for all. Kent. I think you've got something there. Go to work on it immediately. Good. And I'm sure Santa will approve of Billy as his delegate down here. We'll set up headquarters in the planet radio room with a special shortwave uh, radio channel direct to the North Pole. Swell. Come on, Billy. Let's go to work. Thanks, Mr. White. Okay. Now, right down this hall, Billy. Here's the radio room. Boy, this is swell. Uh Uh-huh. That desk over there will be yours, Billy. As soon as the special microphone and receiver are set up... Send Santa Claus your first report of our plans. Meanwhile, I'm going out to see the mayor and the fire and police chiefs. They'll want to help us, too. So long, Billy. See you later.
7: It is already dark when Kent completes his last call. On his way back to the office, he pauses outside a magnificent apartment building. His X-ray vision pierces the thick stone walls and into the luxurious bedroom of Harold Daniels one of the richest boys in the country who is talking to the butler.
2: There. I broke
4: it. I don't want a toy train. I don't want any silly toys. But, Master Harold,
7: that beautiful train was a special gift from your father.
4: I don't care. I hate toys. Oh,
7: very well, Master Harold. Your bed is ready. Good night, sir.
8: So, Harold Daniels is dissatisfied with all those wonderful toys that would make so many other children happy. I think I'd better teach him a lesson as Superman. Now to see Harold. Up, up, and away! Here's the window of Harold's room. I'll slip in and pay him a visit. Up with the window. There, I'm in. I'll just walk quietly over to his bed and wake him gently. Wake up, Harold. Wake up.
2: Oh, uh,
4: what? Oh, who are you?
2: Oh, no, no, leave me alone. I'll yell for
4: help. Shh,
8: quiet. Don't you recognize me? I'll turn the light on. There.
2: It's Superman. That's
8: right. I heard you telling your butler you didn't want any toys. I just want to show you something, Harold. Come on. We'll take a little trip together.
2: What? Oh, no. no Out I don't the window want and away.
8: Here we are, right above the tenement district. Let's go down and see what we can find. Ah. Here. We'll hold on to this window ledge for a minute. Now, look in. What do you see?
2: Oh, I see a little girl. And, well, and,
4: and say she's playing with a broken doll. Yes,
8: Harold, a broken doll. But she's having fun, isn't she? Now let's pay another call. Hold on. Up and away.
4: I don't see how she could be having such a good time with an old broken
2: toy. It's
8: because, Harold, she's thankful to have even that. Here, we'll circle the home of another poor family. There. Look inside and look carefully.
4: It was a boy. A boy just about my age, and he was crying. That's right. Why was he crying?
8: Because he has no toys at all to play with. Not even one single broken one. Remember that, Harold, the next time you lose your temper. Now I think you've seen enough for tonight. Well, here we are back home safe again. Harold, I hope you realize now how much luckier you are than many other boys and girls of your own age.
2: I think I realize it now. You know,
4: I'm going to promise never to destroy a toy again.
8: Good boy. See,
4: you know, I bet I could even share them with other boys who aren't as lucky as I am. That's
8: a splendid idea. Goodbye now.
4: Goodbye, Superman. And, And Gee, thanks a lot.
2: Up, up,
4: and away!
7: Well, Lois and Billy, it looks as though our
8: Christmas cheer department is really shaping up. What did Santa say to you, Billy, when you spoke to him over the ultra-shortwave radio just now and told him we've collected a thousand toys for poor children?
4: He asked me to tell you how glad he is we're helping you, Mr. Kent. And he said to be sure to look out for two desperate killjoys, Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany.
9: Oh, I know them. They're dangerous men. Shh,
4: wait a minute. I thought I heard footsteps outside the door. Oh, you're hearing things. Come on, let's get back to work. Hold it a second,
8: Lois. Look. That door's opening. What the? Two masked men. And they're carrying gas guns.
6: That's right. And this there is for you, you, Kent. Come on. Oh. Now a little shot for the kid. Oh, young lady, it's your I'll power. i pretend to
8: be unconscious. On, this is no time for Superman on, to take I a hand.
6: Help me with this girl, Doctor. Quick.
8: She's a regular little wildcat.
6: Hey, hey, hey. hey, keep away from my mask. You little spitfire. You've torn it
2: off. It's... It's Dr. Grouse. Oh, oh, that horrible gas.
6: Hmm. Well, that takes care of her. Now we can go to work. You set a fire in that pile of wrappings, and I'll start a blaze in the toys. Good thing we heard about this Daily Planet toy department in time. Right, Doctor. And what better way is there of showing Santa we mean business? None. In another minute, the fire will finish all these toys they've collected. Quick now. (laughs) No time to waste.
8: Into the car. We must escape. Well, I'm glad they've left. Superman can put out that fire with one good puff. Now. There. That does it. Billy and Lois look all right. Yes, they're coming, too. Now to lie down again and resume the guise of Clark Kent.
2: Oh. Oh.
4: Where am I? What happened? Those two men. Oh, I remember. Clark. Billy. Billy. Well, they're still unconscious. Clark, wake up! Oh, my head. Wake up! Oh, those thugs deliberately tried to wreck our toy drive. Oh. Lois, oh. are you hurt? Is Billy all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, Mr. Kent. Just feel a little weak. Say, who are those two men? I recognized one of them when I pulled the mask off his face. It was Dr. Grouch. What? And I think I can find him. I know where they keep their spaceship. That's probably where they're headed.
8: Dr. Grouch, eh? Yes. Well, all right. Suppose you go there and keep watch. All right. Billy, you go to the laboratory and see what you can find. I'll stay guard here. Okay. Hmm. Glad they're out of the way. This looks like it might be a job for Superman. Up with the window.
7: Out and away! Following Clark Kent's instructions, Billy hurriedly reaches the building that houses Dr. Grouch's laboratory. Quietly, he opens the back door and enters the black, dismal dwelling. Gee, it's
4: dark in here. wonder where those two killjoys could be now. Uh-oh, I see a light under that door in the next room. Maybe if I get up close, I can hear what they're saying.
6: And I tell you, Minnie, I have the perfect plan to put Santa Claus out of business. And ruin Christmas for every kid in the world. What is it? Why it can't miss. This time we will kidnap all of Santa's reindeer. Without them, he is helpless. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, you're a
4: genius. That certainly will spoil Christmas. Golly, I have to get out of here and tell Mr. Kent. I hope we warn Santa in time. Gosh, this is awful. Now, Billy, are you sure you've told me everything? Yes, sir, Mr. Kent. As soon as I heard what they were going to do, I beat it right down here. Good. Report to Santa
8: Claus by ultra-shortwave radio immediately and warn him. I'll drive over to Dr. Grouch's laboratory. In case anything new comes up, I'll hear the shortwave messages on my car radio. So long.
9: To
2: North Pole at
8: one. You bet I can. Here, I'll just park this car, and then I'm off. Okay, Santa, here I come.
2: Up, up, and away!
8: Wait, what's that down there on the road? Why, it's a truck, and Dr. Grouch is at the wheel. And I see something very interesting inside that truck. Down, down! Well, gentlemen... He's Superman! Super? Yes, and we're going for a little ride.
6: Up! Up! Help! Help! Pull us down! What happens? He's picked up the whole truck, and he's flying with it! Help!
8: Not much farther to go now. There's Santa's factory below, and he's waiting outside for us.
4: Down! Down!
8: Superman! But how in the world did you get that truck up here? No questions now, Santa. Look inside this truck. My reindeer! You've saved them.
6: Not while we still have our gas guns. Look. Look. The reindeer have collapsed.
9: <laughs> oh, this is awful. Awful. Christmas Eve and millions of children disappointed.
8: Oh, now what will I do? Santa, are all your toys packed in the sleigh? Yes, every one of them. Then climb in. You too, Grouch and uh, Oh, if you don't want to, all right, I'll just pick you up and toss you in. Ollie. Yeah. All right, Santa. Here we go. Sled and
2: all. Up, up, and away.
7: Red cloak streaming in the wind, Superman wings through the night. Over hills and valleys with almost the speed of light, he carries Santa and his toy-laden sleigh with Grouch and Meanie huddling fearfully at one corner. And then... Somewhere a church bell tolls the magic hour of midnight. It is now Christmas, and thanks to Superman, there will be toys under every tree, gifts in every stocking. Tired but happy, Santa Claus steps from his sled as Superman lands it gently on the snow-topped roof of a building.
9: Well, I guess we visited everyone, Superman.
8: There's just one stop I want to make before we call it a night. Billy Connolly's. I want him to meet you. And I want to meet him.
9: But, say, we've got all about our passengers. Crouch and Meany,
8: how are you gentlemen getting along? Uh,
6: We'd like to apologize for everything. Yes. Watching you distribute all those toys and seeing the pleasure you both got out of it had made
8: us feel, well... Uh,
6: (laughs) Next Christmas, we'd like to distribute some toys,
8: too. we we rather like the idea. Well, no objection to that, is this,
9: (laughs) Anna? None at all. Glad to have your help. And that reminds me, I... I've got a little gift for each of you. Here you are. I certainly never expected this. Neither did I. Uh, Thanks, Santa. Don't mention it. I'm happy to see that both of you have reformed.
4: We certainly have. And I'll tell you a little secret. Uh, Now that I've got some of your Christmas spirit... I feel 20 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd better go, Santa.
8: You gentlemen can get down to the street through that door.
2: Why,
6: sure we can. Good night. And Good night. Merry, Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry
9: Christmas. Hold on, Merry Santa. Christmas. Up we go. <laughs>
2: oh,
8: This flying almost takes my breath away. Where are we? Right over Billy's house. We'll land on the fire escape. There. We can climb in through the window. There we are. You first, Santa.
4: Golly day, Superman and Santa. Hello, Billy. I don't suppose I have to introduce this gentleman. I should say not. I'm glad to see you, Santa Claus. And I'm more than glad to
9: see you, Billy. Superman's been telling me about the wonderful work you've been doing. Oh,
4: it was nothing. If we hadn't gotten a lot of toys from Harold Daniels, we never could have taken care of all the poor kids. Harold Daniels? Isn't he that little rich boy? Sure. He's in the next room going over a list of names to make sure we didn't miss anyone. I'll call him. Harold, I've got a surprise. Huh?
8: Nice boy, isn't he, Santa? Perfect.
4: Oh, Santa Claus and Superman.
8: He just dropped in to say hello and to wish you a Merry Christmas.
4: It's been the merriest I've ever had because you showed me it can be more fun to give than, than to receive.
8: You remember that, Harold.
2: Uh-huh.
9: And now we must go. A very Merry Christmas to you. And a Happy New Year. A Happy New Year to you, too,
2: Superman. Up. Merry Up. Christmas. And away! <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Radio kale from supermanhomepage.com.